0: Welcome to Digitally Creative. I'm your host, Vincent Frari, and joining me this week is a man who needs no introduction, but will get one anyway, because otherwise I'd be an absolute trash host to not give him one. Of course, my guest this week, as you saw from the album art, the title, and my relentless plugging of the show, is the one and only best man, Al Schultz, from New York Woodworks. What's going on, brother? How you doing?
1: Another beautiful day on this planet, buddy. <laughs>
0: Any day where my feet touch the ground willingly when I get out of bed instead of falling yeah. out of bed is a good day. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. They Actually, falling the out of bed is not side. a bad day.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I I kind of wanted to have you on um, now that things have calmed down a little bit. Um, I know it sounds stupid to say things have calmed down in December, but based on what had been going on the last couple of months, things are calm now. Um, yeah, we've been busy. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to talk about because we have... um, So for those of you that have been following along, you've heard me say multiple times that I was working with Al um, as he got ready for a big show, a big craft show, at the Basilica in Hudson, New York. And it was a hell of a lot of fun. But one of the things I wanted to talk to him about, because I think this is kind of one of those things, like, you know, I've never done it before. And I know Al's been through it, but I had never done it before. So I've never been involved in, like, a really high pressure production environment doing something like woodwork. I mean, I've done it for software and, you know, product packaging and the stuff that I'm good at, um, but not woodworking. That sounds like I'm not good at woodworking. I know I'm good at woodworking, but um, it was really interesting working with you and experiencing that with you. And I wanted to, we could talk about that. Obviously we'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but I really wanted to talk about that because I've never been through that. And, it was kind of a wild experience. I mean, you are you are a freaking machine, bro. Like, legitimately a machine. You have a purpose when you're doing this stuff, and I was really impressed watching you go. I mean, I know you. I've seen you. I've worked in your shop with you, but I've never seen you in that mode. And you are just like, you're a machine. It's imp- it's impressive. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, well, first of all, I appreciate that. Uh, and actually, first, first of all. Uh, none of that show would have happened without your help so I, I appreciate you being in awe of the process but you were actually in the middle of the process uh pretty much the entire time uh yeah it's uh one of the regrets of my career has been not going into the pillow business <laughs> instead of the woodworking business because <laughs> It's just so heavy and bulky, and there's no easy way to move it.
0: (laughs) Oh, the one, the day that the day, there was one day where Al and I were working together, and Nancy from Fox Hollow actually swung by. Was it Nancy that swung by? No, it was Mike that swung by, and we had the tables out in the driveway, and we were wetting down everything and cleaning everything up and, you know, popping grain on stuff. And my back, when I went home that night, was, like, not happy. Like, it's like, what are you doing? You don't do this, bro. But, you know, these one-inch thick boards that weigh, you know, 15, 20 pounds, they feel like they weigh 15 or 20 pounds a piece anyway. And, you know, you're moving 50 of them. And it's like, oh my God. I'm, I was going to say that
1: the, the, the creators that are in here that are woodworkers understand the concept of making one mm-hmm. or even four or five cutting boards in a holiday, you know, the hobbyist, I should say, right, in a right. holiday season. Uh, when you do shows, uh, between the stuff we photographed, between the stuff we sold, and between the stuff that actually, like, like I blew out when I was routering and just said, forget it, we don't have time. We were a little over 200 boards complete.
0: Which, and I'm telling you, I mean, Al's 100% right. If you, you know, you've made a couple. I, look, cutting boards were a big part of my business when I had the core of my woodworking business. The most I ever made was four or five at a time. I have never juggled that many boards. And yeah, it's not the same thing. It is just not the same thing. Like, even as I was sitting there um, last week, and taking the pictures that, you know, that are going to be up on the website any day now. Well, they're there, which is, you know, there's a lot of, you know, because he makes 70, takes 75 pictures of 25 boards. Well, guess what? Yeah. Now you have to write descriptions and price them and inventory mm-hmm. all of them. But um <laughs> it's your job, buddy. I ain't doing that shit for nobody. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's like, wow, there's a lot. There's yeah. just a lot. It's You realize how much, like, we did a lot of stuff for that show, man. A I lot, a lot. Our-
1: the scrap pile of boards that need work because we just didn't have time to put the care into them. Now I'll take the time. The mm-hmm. The pile of scrap boards, scrap boards is 11.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, <laughs> so that's, by the way, that for me, that would be a good Christmas season. Like last year. Like if right? I sold 11 boards, I'd be like, that's an awesome year. Like I'm happy with that. And yeah. that was just the stuff that we didn't have time to look at because we were so busy looking at everything else. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you, so I know you, I, I, you obviously you've been, you've had a woodworking business for a while, Um, but how did you kind of get into this production mode mindset? Because this isn't something you just, you know, do, you don't just start making a lot of stuff and cause it falls apart very quickly if you don't know what you're doing and you do seem like, you know what you're doing. So is where's that experience come from? Um, At least look oh. and and look, if you don't know what you're doing, it's just important to look like, you know, what you're doing. <laughs> That's the most That's right. important That's part.
1: Right. Yeah, the first thing you do is you grow a beard. <laughs> you got to grow a beard. Beard equals <laughs> and wise. Then you get an apron, uh-huh. and then nobody will ever question your skills again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and wear that apron everywhere. That's important too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um
1: I, actually I think like everyone else in life, uh it became a necessity. Mm-hmm. You know, we the 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 grand plan was I was going to drive truck. Uh, We owned our own truck and I was going to drive said truck until I was in my Mm sixties and then semi-retire because we're from a generation that unfortunately wasn't taught to invest. And so we don't have 401ks. We've been in business for ourselves, my wife and I, you know, basically our entire lives. So there's not huge retirement investment accounts waiting for us at the other end. So we have to, you know, we, we, we have to work, as much as we can Uh, we are we are tentatively trying to like get into property investment and stuff like that for retirement but then I had a back injury or a continuing back injury from the military and I had to retire early so now I don't have the I can no longer survive making four or five boards on a holiday season type thing so we just had to jump in feet first and figure it out and believe me I appreciate you saying I know I look like what I I know what I'm doing, but there's lots of messed up material, lots of boards, actually two of two of the nicest boards I made uh, split and cracked right on the, right on the table at the show. And I, you know, I was like, get them off. We can't, we can't sell these. We can't, you know, uh, and I figured out the mistake I made with the big checkerboard Uh, completely my fault, but that's, that's a perfect example. Now mm-hmm. the next one will be correct. Right. But unfortunately, unfortunately I blew up a $300 board.
0: <laughs> you went to school on the first one.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, got a, I did not get a passing grade. <laughs> it's But I, yeah, uh, necessity breeds all, you know, uh, we we have to I mean I contrary to popular belief, I do have to eat. <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> it looks it was, like I've eaten
1: enough, but <laughs> it was fun. It
0: was fun working with you because one of the things I like about I liked about working with you, and I actually really enjoyed this is, you know, you didn't like hover over me to make sure I was doing things to the level you wanted them done to. It was more like, here's what I need done, go for it. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. So I would, you know, there were a couple of times I was like, okay, I need to like organize what I'm doing in a way that when I walk out the door, you can continue it, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 that was something that I had never really given a lot of thought to because, you know, we work solo. I, you work solo. I work solo. Most of the time yeah. I don't work with, I never had anyone in my shop. When I have someone in my shop, it's an event. And, <laughs> you know, having to think about, okay, I understand what's going on here. I can look at a board and just remember what needs to be done, but I need to, you know, we need to keep this kind of, obvious visual reference for this needs to be done for next week you know mm-hmm. what what do we need these are the ones that are completely done and just need finished these are the ones that need to be routed these are the ones that need one extra sand before they can and keeping all of that separate and keeping statuses to the point where you can just look at everything and know what needs to be done again not something i've given a lot of thought to over the years because everything was done at all at the same time anyway but when you're dealing right. with 75 to 100 boards you know into in a period of two weeks mm-hmm. it you look at it very differently like oh I can't do this all today so I have to leave this in a position where somebody can walk in and just take over
1: yeah yeah rather than rather than you know do steps one two three, and four in one day we mm-hmm. did step one seventy five times right <laughs> and then the yeah. next time we do step two you know so yeah it becomes. I don't want to say monotonous, uh, but it does become. And actually, back to those two boards that failed. They, I probably wasn't paying attention. I probably glued forty boards that day, mm-hmm. and I wasn't. You know, I was just. You that was probably thinking. the last board of the day. Yeah, you know, like it's... what they. Our, our parents used to say, "Don't buy cars made on Monday or Friday." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love. I loved you know watching your mind work, like you would grab something off a pile. Like one of the things that, one of the things that we made for the show were these little flat barboards that are just really, really cool. They're small, you know, maybe nine inches by nine inches by four and a half, five inches. And watching you just engrave the hell out of all of them, just grabbing them and engraving, them, just putting different stuff on them. And it was like, I, it, it just felt like you were, enjoying that part of it too like you were enjoying just throwing things on the laser and going hey look what i put on this one this one's pretty cool i kind of like the way this turned out you know
1: yeah um, you to bring to again to come back to what you were saying about how calm and and smooth it was having a second person you in my mm-hmm. shop one of the number one you know what you're doing so i didn't have to i didn't feel like i had to hover over you mm-hmm. or I generally hover more for safety. I want to make Mm -hmm. sure people understand that, you know, a table saw will take your fingers before you even know they did it. You know, kind of thing. So understanding that, you know, how to operate equipment took a huge pressure off me. And then I just needed to just look over once in a while. And like you said, make sure I was, you were doing what I needed you to do. And Mm -hmm. you were always. Um, But when we went into this, my wife and I, I made a, i've made and continue to make because it's an ongoing decision to this is going to be fun or i'm not going to do it right you know uh and that's why i do tell you i do get a lot of enjoyment out of what i'm doing i didn't say it was going to be easy i said right. it to be fun you know easy doesn't yeah easy fun
0: doesn't yeah. always mean easy fun means right. i don't yeah. go home and hate my life you know yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I go in the house. Yeah, I go in the house, grab an ice pack or heat pack, and sit Mm -hmm. down and take some ibuprofen, and I feel good about what I did that day, even though I'm in pain. There
0: were many nights where I got home and I would tell Kathy, like the one thing I loved about working with you was because I finally felt like a woodworker, like a maker. I finally (laughs) felt like I was doing what I was meant to do. You know, like even if it was a day where, look, there were a lot, there were a couple of days working with you where it was just like, God, if I have to look at that goddamn sander one more minute, I'm going to kill somebody, (laughs) right? And then there were other days where it's like, okay, this is just problem solving. I mean, you had, yeah. it was really funny because there were two ash boards that, you know, looked like they were fine. Right. And then I put them down on a flat surface and they had, they were like potato chips. Like you could not tell looking at them that they weren't flat, but as soon as you put them on a surface, you knew was flat. Those things were rocking like crazy. And I tried sledding them through the planer. I tried running them through the through the drum sander. And finally I just looked at you and I'm like I don't know what to do with these anymore. And you're like, "Well, I have an idea." And he went over to Hannibal and he puts the, he anchors them both down and cuts two circular cutting boards out of them. And because the the skew of them was just enough where you could get away with cutting them into smaller pieces, we ended up with two really unique circ actually a bunch of really unique circular cutting boards out of them. Mm-hmm. But again, problem solving, we we yeah. Yeah. experimented with sleds um, just it's like, OK, this probably needs to be sledded. We've not I've never sledded through the drum sander and I don't think you had either. But I was like, well, why not? What do we got to lose? And it ended up making a couple of the boards that had a bit of a cr- um, concave shape to them. Beautiful. Like they were perfect. Yeah. And yeah. That feeling of when you take the boards out and you stack them on top of each other and you kind of make that suction to each other. And it's like, all right, we did it. But all that problem solving, like I was totally digging that. Like I was enjoying the hell out of the problem solving yeah. aspects of working
1: in the shop. I, I have to assume it's the same, just different problems in other in other areas, right? Sure. I mean, when, when you're building boxes or, or, or designing something for a client, it's mm-hmm. literally another uh, specific set of problems that need to be solved.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I, think,
1: I think the ability to separate them and digest them one problem at a time or in a linear direction uh, becomes you know, that that's a joy like sure. hey i figured that out i figured that out <laughs> yeah one of my favorite
0: one of my favorite things that i got to do for you cuz you've <laughs> seen the woodworking you've seen the making but you've not gotten to see what my quote for my day job was mm-hmm. and i got to do that for you and that was like i was so happy to be able to do that cuz al had yeah. um al had some ornaments and he made an ornament kit And he made, which was a collaboration idea because he had all these, I'm like, why don't we just sell them as a kit instead of painting them, going through the hell, paint them, just package them up as a kit. So I made a hang card for them. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, why don't we put the ornaments in those too? So I made another hang card for those. And, you know, the packaging of the wood bomb, which, you know, you had your logo on a label, but now, you know, you want to take it to a show like the Basilica, you want to sell it as a premium wood bomb. So, what do you gotta to do to make it premium? So, we engraved the canisters and they looked unbelievable. Like yeah. I was looking at them going, Damn, even I
1: would buy that and I can make this. Like, I would literally and they loved it. They let, we sold more than half of the wood bomb I made.
0: It's it was me getting to show you a you side know. of me that you never got yeah. to see, and I was so happy to be able to do that. I can't those were the to me, those were the most fulfilling days. Whereas like I would have an idea and you were just like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. And you would see it and it's like, oh, wow, look at the way this looks. Look at the way my product looks with this attached to it.
1: Yeah. And and you know what? And I appreciate that. And we've already talked about one or two other products that Mm -hmm. we may be collaborating on. But more importantly, I think it's the best part of that whole process is the realization that I don't need to know how to make a hanging card. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause I know a guy who can, and, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like these it's, it's great to learn skills and I would love to learn how to do that stuff, but it's also great to, I know I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, I don't need to be good at what my neighbor does,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, but so often than not, you know, I've, I've got this, you know, everybody's aware of Hannibal, which you're sitting on right now, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I've gone to a couple of different cabinet shops that are local and both of them reacted like, oh, I'm not in business to make you money. That was a, one guy actually quote unquote said that to me. And I'm like, well, I'm not asking you to make me money. I'm asking you, to let me help us make money. I'm you asking
0: know? you to double your capacity for production, dumbass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, just because, and, I, and I've, and it's not just the maker world, you know, when, when I was, uh, I used to be a certified plow installation mechanic, you know, for the company I worked for. Mm-hmm. And three guys in the area all of a sudden were boss plow dealers, and we had to legally legally fight them. And it's like, dude, just why you got to sell boss plows? You know, go right, do what you're good at. Don't do what we're good at. <laughs>
0: so dumb. It's so dumb. But man.
1: if if you combine skills, you 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 can lift everybody up, and you can move faster because that's mm-hmm. just. I, I can work in what I am already good at. I don't need to figure out what you're good at and figure out how to do it, which means I'm not doing what I'm good at.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm always amazed. I'm always amazed when you, cause it's so rare to encounter it and that when you do it's jarring, but when you encounter someone with a scarcity mindset like that, like the, hmm. Oh, if, if you and I both do well, then I can't do as well as I could do alone because then you're taking away from me. It's like, no, the idea is there's enough for everybody and we want to take yeah. more of it. And the two of us can take a lot more than one of us. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. we can take yeah. on the world yeah. as long as we're doing it together.
1: Yeah. It's actually a better, uh, you benefit more.
0: <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. And it's funny because we, you know, in the maker community, we are just not accustomed to it anymore. You don't see those people. And because as I always say, those people don't last. They may show up and it's like, oh, I'm not telling you how I did that. I have yeah. never once had someone ask me how I did something where I said, I can't tell you or I uh, it's a secret. I've never once. Yeah. I have told people proprietary stuff that I had figured out that made my life so much easier yeah. just because yeah. it's like, no, because that's how I got here. Like People telling me yeah. all the stuff that they learned, Like how could I keep information a secret? If I learn something yeah. and I don't think anyone knows it, or if I tell someone and they're interested... That's already a reason to tell more people because that means other yeah. people don't actually know.
1: You know, you and I... I I'm much I'm much, uh, much more of a simple mind. I'm just not that good to think people, that I know something that nobody else on the but, planet... But here's the funny
0: out. thing, right? I, and you say that, and you say that, but I've seen you work with Hannibal. And I, as someone who owns, you know, even though it's on ice, a CNC, seeing you work with Hannibal, I'm watching you go and I'm like, I don't know what he's doing. Like, I, I mean, I know what you're doing, but I don't know what you're doing. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. if I had to do what you do, I couldn't do it. I but I can watch you like you. We worked on and I don't want to give too much away because the guy is your client. And we don't I don't want to talk too much about your clients. Mm-hmm. Al has one project that he works for for a third party. It's on a four by eight sheet of plastic that is an inch thick, one inch, three quarters. Three, quarters. three quarters. OK, so this stuff weighs. A ton. Um, But the guy's main thing is he doesn't want any waste. So Al gets these files. And if I got these files and knew the margins that he's operating in, I would be like, I can't do this. I just wouldn't trust myself to Mm -hmm. operate in those margins that you're operating in on that. But when we're done, when we were done, because the last time I was up there, we were doing a bunch of these. We kept them going the whole day while we were working in the shop. (laughs) And you could fit the stuff in a garbage bag, what was left over like, and not, not you could fit all of it from all the boards in one garbage bag. There was no waste whatsoever. And all I keep thinking is like, I would never even attempt to do this. Like, this is not something I would want to do. And I was watching you and I know, look, I know you were sweating a little bit about some of it. I know you were, but I also know that you pretty much, you didn't get a second. You don't get a second chance to do it. No. No. And you just threw it on the machine and it's like, here's the tool path, start it up, keep an eye on it, listen for when it makes horrible sounds and hope everything goes well. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And, and so when you, I'm sorry,
0: you're not as simple point being, you're not as simple as you think you are, because you, in order to do what you do, the way you do it, you need to have a level of confidence that I don't have in literally anything I do. Everything I do would get test cuts because I just don't trust myself enough. Mm -hmm. Um, you just literally slapped the thing up there and it's like, okay, this is zero. Go for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. But like when I ask you, Hey, how do I do this with anything, you know, heavier duty than a calculator? You're like, hold, hold the phone. phone. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) that's that's my wheelhouse, right? Yeah. That's your wheelhouse. This is my wheelhouse. And I appreciate that. And I, Honestly, I, I double check and double check and triple check and triple check and I run. And thank God the, the, the software I use, which is uh, Spire, mm-hmm. you know, you can run uh, virtual cuts before you actually make the cut. So you can see what it should look like or what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh As a matter of fact, this this yellow board.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this sheet has been such a nightmare. You know, Uh the dados in it, you'll know there's dados. Uh, this is for that client also. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's dados and then there's cutouts of the shapes. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when I run and everything tool paths correctly, but when I run the rend- the rendering, the dados cut through, and I can't, for the life of me, I can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. So we're back to square one. I sent it back to the designer, you know, so they're gonna have to unmess un- these files. Yeah,
0: hundred uh, percent.
1: But I've not being a supply shop. Like I I'm my business model is obviously creating things that I can sell, but for production work, like this client Mm -hmm. is perfect. He brings his material here. I cut what he wants me to cut. I hand it back to him in pieces. He can assemble into things. Mm -hmm. That's the way I want my production work to be. I don't want to buy 20 sheets of HDPE and then wait for a phone call.
0: Right. You, you know,
1: <laughs> right. Um. And what I've seen that do for makers or, or operators is when you've got a stack of stock and you're selling an item you make, if you mess up a sheet, you throw the sheet in a dumpster and go grab another one.
0: You're right. I do I that. Don't I can that. say that. I've never had product. that
1: luxury I've yeah. never had the option of making a mistake. I'm not saying I'm perfect, right, <laughs> but I've never had the option of making a mistake. Hmm. Another client, uh our friend Tom mm-hmm. you know when he brings aluminum sheets here, there's no room for error. You right. know I've got to cut it right the first time. I have messed up some sheets, and it was not Tom's fault or my fault. It was the material wasn't what we were thinking we were working with right. Um, so it just wasn't acting and cutting correctly, but you know, I don't, I don't have a stack of aluminum to go, Oh, you know, whereas the guy that my client used before had a stack of this stuff.
0: Right. So if he screwed one up, he just put another one on and called it a day. He said,
1: you wouldn't believe the scrap piles. Uh, Like he would mess. You know, and I'm like, well, that's not zero waste, is it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and his answer is, well, it's not my waste, so I don't see it out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> you
1: know, well, well, but I mean, but to the point, you know, yeah. it's uh, it's that's been a training regiment for me, mm-hmm. and it has inevitably it has saved me a lot of money because I, you know, I don't just. Oh, I don't have to worry about this. I can make mistakes. I try not to make mistakes. Make mistakes with anything.
0: Well, you you and I, I, mean, I worked on something. <laughs> the ceiling, <laughs> my, ceil- my <laughs>
1: ceiling says otherwise. <laughs>
0: you and I worked on you and I worked on something, and I, I I don't I can't tell everybody what it is, obviously, but we worked on something that is literally looks like the simplest shape in the world. Like it literally looks like this should take five minutes to make, and I showed Al the number of dimensions, because I, I modeled it in Fusion 360. We had an actual thing. And then I took that actual thing and remade it in Fusion 360 so he could make tool paths and cut it with Hannibal. Mm-hmm. And I showed him the number of measurements that I took of this piece before I even got to designing. And you know, mm-hmm. when you look at the diagram, and that was the first time I had ever done something like that, where I was like, there's a level of precision this has to have for it to be right. Yeah. And yeah. I had never experienced that before. It was a completely new experience for me. Because normally if I'm making something that's my own design, obviously if you're making your own stuff, the tolerances are off the chart. You can do whatever you want. It, it's never right. wrong because it's yours. But when you're right. making something right. for somebody else and they have a physical object and you make the other physical object and they don't match, it's like, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> like, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of, that was a wild experience for me. And I got to kind of experience the way, because obviously I was modeling a whole thing. But when you do, when you toolpath something, you know, watching you make toolpaths, I've watched you sit there and make toolpaths. And I'm like, I wouldn't even, like, I probably, look, I'm not an idiot. I can figure it out. I do usually figure it out. But I'm watching you go and you just naturally kind of just have that inclination. You know what to do. You know what to click, you know where things go, you know, like this is, oh no, we're going to just, your ability to keep measurements straight in your head, even, I know you go back and check a few times, but your ability to do that is what makes this whole thing work for you. I don't have that ability. Like I have to write every, I have to have a notepad next to me with all the measurements. Otherwise I would never get anything done. But
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah. But that- back to your, back to your, and I and I appreciate you identifying these skills and everything. But the the point that we were talking about earlier is, I don't know. I have Fusion Three Sixty. I have an icon. I don't know what you do when you <laughs> click it. <but> that's
0: <laughs> that's a lot of makers. Let me tell you, they have the icon. Yeah, that's just yeah, far. I have We've a, installed yeah, it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've installed it. I have no idea how to open a project. So rather than me waste time trying to right limp and fodder through it mm-hmm. uh, I'll just call Vincent he knows how to do this yeah I just said here make this <laughs> yeah I have this
0: file <laughs> fix it for me you we, yeah. and we've I love that we've developed that relationship because there's yeah. a lot of stuff there's a lot of skills that I have. That I know are kind of unique because we're both makers, but I have I have more skill. You have definitely more of the craftsman thing than I do. You always will, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I have more of the digital side of it knocked down. Yeah. So, like, if there's a file that needs to be created or a design you need for something, I can probably at least fake it to look like it looks it's supposed to. And yeah. I really enjoy working. One of the th- one of the things I've always loved is a system where. Hey, I'm a cog in the machine. This is what my job in the machine is, you know. Yeah. I, you know, you 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 came to me with a specific sign, like what was it last year or the year before, um, and it was needed to be made for somebody. It was a specific sign for a specific location, and you're like, "Hey, could you make this?" And I'm looking at it, going, "Yeah, I could." And I yeah. took it home yeah, and yeah. I just sat there. I sat there with a yeah. pic, with multiple pictures, and mm-hmm. I found one that I could work with, and I just made it. And then you did your magic and made toolpaths of it. And when I saw it for the first time, I'm like, holy crap, we made that. You know, it was just like, whoa. It, I love doing that stuff. And I feel like I almost get more rewards out of making the file that turns into the thing than I do out of actually making the thing now. And maybe that's just because I don't have my shop anymore. But it's so much fun, man. It's so much fun. and That's why I loved working with you, though, because I got to do all kinds of stuff in the what were we, two months that we worked together on this stuff?
1: Oh, get, easily. Make... Easily. Yeah. And it was like
0: yeah. you know, once a once a week I got to feel like, oh yeah, this is like the old school. Like I get to be a maker for
1: one day a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, the 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 I'm I'm glad this, this relationship is working this way too, because I do have I get frustrated because it's like I have probably five or six design ideas in my head mm-hmm. that I know what they'll look like or should look like when they're done. And I know how to do quote unquote, my part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but the first half, I need someone like you <laughs> right? To, to, you know,
0: to kind of knock out at least the initial part of it to get you to a point sure. where you're editing, not
1: creating. Right. Right. right.
0: I think that's a big, right. that's a big part of it too, because that's how I learned how to do almost everything, you know, I was telling telling Kathy the other day, I was like, because we were talking about um, her cousin. Her cousin is just getting started with the cricket, like really starting to use the cricket. And, you know, we were talking about they have something called cricket access and cricket access is basically you get this thing and you have access to graphics and all that stuff and fonts. And I said, you know, I had it when I first got my cricket, but now I kind of just kind of create my own artwork. Like I've gotten to the point now where it's like that almost feels limiting for me. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's just, you know, cause people ask me, what do I use? I'm like illustrator, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. use a lot of stock anything. Even when I use AI to generate something, it's to get me started. Like if it's something I yeah. can't draw, I'll start there. And then all of a sudden I have a whole different project in front of me, but right. it's it, one of the things I love about working about the stuff that we've done together is you'll, you'll hand me something. I'll be like, well, shit, how do I handle that now? <laughs> I'll just sit there yeah. and noodle it. In fact... Isn't it, isn't it, I'm sorry. I, I have that thing that you are, you've are you been asking me about. It's literally sitting here, and I'm looking at it going, here's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Finally made See? it out of my bag, which is good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't it interesting that when I started, you know, YouTube, not being on YouTube, but watching uh-huh. YouTube videos and everything, there was... It's back when the uh, X carves mm-hmm. were, were just kind of coming on the scene. The X carve mm-hmm. CNC machines.
0: High around the time I bought mine.
1: Yeah, You were an, an X carve possessor. You never really owned it. <laughs> as
0: as Gary as um not not Jerry um as Jeff said in our Discord the other day. Well, he had the parts that would make an X carve. (laughs) Because I was as if I actually owned an X carve. He goes, "Well, he had the parts
1: that would make an X
0: carve." I was like, (laughs) "Yeah, that's accurate."
1: (laughs) That's funny, but at that time, when when that kind of technology started hitting the market, is when the riff of, well, you know. Working with computers isn't woodworking, or working Mm -hmm. with hand tools is the Mm -hmm. only way. You know, that whole, that went on for a few years.
0: Still goes on now.
1: And, but interestingly enough, not near, at least in my experience, like, I don't really know, I mean, I know of hand tool woodworkers, and they're amazing. And it's, that's a, that's a skill and a level of commitment that I'm not willing to give to a (laughs) thing right now. So I can. Sure i respect it it's almost like going to a museum and seeing or going to look at you know 150 year old architecture or you know it's it's like classic right know? right right um and but i don't know anybody that is making a living or whether it be just digital through uh through content or through actual production that doesn't start their day on a computer of some sort i would you know? agree with so, that. Like, you know i mean even even if you don't have a shop full of digital equipment Mm -hmm. you know ideas files you know communications with customers like digital like data is part of our lives (laughs) and has been for you know a few decades now but like it's it's integral to to this uh this skill
0: now i I've enjoyed I've enjoyed watching the people who used to rag on people who used CNCs and lasers having to get dragged into it because the truth is if you're a woodworker and you don't have a laser of some kind mm-hmm. you're gonna get left behind because yeah, yeah people want their stuff personalized and it was the one thing that I knew I hate to say it I'm not like a pioneer I wasn't the first person however. It was something that I knew very quickly when I started woodworking, like I need a way to personalize stuff for customers because Mm -hmm. I can sell a cutting board and Al can sell a cutting board. And unless you really know our work, you wouldn't know who made which one. But if Al doesn't have the ability to personalize and I do and all my stuff has your name on it, you're going to know the difference very quickly and you're going to come to me to buy to have stuff made. Right, and right. I, I'm watching all these guys, and I won't name names and embarrass anybody, but I know more than a few who, once you know, diode lasers got down into the five to seven hundred dollar range, they were like, okay, I might as well just get a laser now and figure it out. And look, yeah. that doesn't mean they're all amazing, but even a base level laser now will do yeah. 90% of what the average woodworker would want a laser to do you know, branding and personalization, yeah. which is really all them are there for, anyway.
1: Yeah, I don't know the name of the company, but it's a it's one of the Chinese lasers, like like five watt diodes, mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. But it looks like a radar gun. Yeah, and and it's got multiple uh, like the orange shields because diodes, uh-huh. I guess, are really bad for your eyes. But one of the shields looks like it has a Vincent Ferrari corner, uh huh, bracket built uh-huh. into it. And this thing is designed to set on the corner of your cutting board yep. or your table and burn your logo right into the brand, you know. So, yeah, you know, back to data versus, you yeah. know, old school. Nobody had a problem with branding irons. Well, my branding no. iron is a black cabinet now. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> I've I've actually used that exact argument because branding irons are technically, you know, yeah. not handmade woodworking.
1: You're yeah. just yeah. you're
0: using a tool that puts a stamp on something, Right. You know, if yeah. you want if you want to truly be a hand tool woodworker, you should be carving your logo into everything, not branding <laughs> right. it. Like,
1: or, you know, or my other favorite one is the uh, the YouTuber that argues about hand tool woodworking being the only way to do it and everything. As they reach up and turn off their four, their four thousand dollar four K digital camera, <laughs> right,
0: the four thousand dollar that they're using themselves to film on their fourteen thousand dollar full sized <laughs> cabinet sled saw <sauce> stop. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah. you know, there were people at some point, and this is the crazy thing about <laughs> woodworking is weird because everybody, every new generation of tool types has someone saying that that's not real woodworking. And I can only yeah. imagine what it was like when everybody started to get table saws and people yeah. were like, table yeah. saws aren't real woodworking. You have to use a skill saw to do this. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, what well, was uh, uh, Bob Vila? Mm-hmm. Or not Bob Vila. Uh,
0: Norm his- Abrams. Norm Abrams. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, he was the, he was the pioneer of power tools.
0: My <laughs> like, father, my father used to freak the hell out because for TV purposes they used to take the guard off the table saw blade. And yeah, you know, my yeah. father was old school. They didn't have table saws when he was younger. Or they did and they were, you know, like you don't touch those. Those will cut every yeah, no. finger you have off in 3 <laughs> seconds. And he used to freak out because Norm would run for TV purposes. They'd run the table saw without the guards on. He goes, he's going to kill himself with that stupid machine. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, wow, how... if my dad could only see what my CNC could do. <laughs> right,
1: right, <laughs> like... right? No, exactly. And how many early YouTube videos had the the disclaimer – Guards removed for video purposes. <laughs> like, we, we got to make sure we say that.
0: Yeah, we don't want people to think that we work like this all the time. Like, God forbid. No, we're doing this so you can yeah. see what's going on and only so you can see what's going on. Oh, my
1: God. I have the most dangerous table saw on the planet.
0: <laughs> I, you know, we. so Al has been telling me for years, and I only had used it like once or twice in the past. But I used it quite a bit like a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, dude, this saw is awesome. Like, I swear to God, I think it's powered by a Ferrari. I mean, damn thing cuts like butter. He's like, I need a new blade. I'm like, bruh, you don't need a new blade. You don't need it that bad anyway. Because I was trimming stuff on that saw. And I was like, this thing just cuts where you want it to. There's no kickback from pieces that get cut off because it's running so true that everything just comes straight back and then sits there on the table. Like, Mm -hmm. God, this is what a... Big table saw runs like because I've only ever had a contractor one, well, a nice contractor uh, one, but still a contractor yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. using a proper, say, a cabinet table saw is like, oh, yeah. this is nice.
1: It's, it's a 1970 Delta Rockwell Unisaw. Oh, it's so the original nice. Unisaw. Yeah,
0: it's so and nice. It's, I it, it doesn't. For those of you wondering why Al thinks it's going to kill him, it doesn't have a riving knife or a splitter at the end. And honestly. I can understand where the, the trepidation yeah. for that comes from because yeah, there's
1: no safety feature.
0: <laughs> none. Like there's literally the safety feature is eventually, you know, somebody's going to hit the circuit breaker after you get yourself caught in it. That's the that's the safety <laughs> feature. This, it stops when a circuit breaker blows. But yeah, oh yeah. man, it is just. I understand why people buy big powerful saws now. Like yeah, cutting, yeah. taking an ash cutting board and running it through that thing, and it doesn't even like. Doesn't even recognize. It doesn't even that there's anything yeah,
1: there. it's and that's what scares me about it. It's like it doesn't slow down. Like no, you're not, I've never slowed this saw down. I
0: don't I've, know that you could. It's a two twenty, right? It's no. two twenty. It's not one ten, right? That's two twenty. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that you could slow that saw down. Like it's. I've wild. taken
1: that thing full depth on slabs and not cut through the slab. Mm-hmm. Like go through the slab, flip the slab over, so I'm cutting like a six inch slab mm-hmm. uh, in two cuts and. It didn't even blink.
0: It's wild. It, it was wild, yeah. but he always talk. And it's funny because it made, I was like, I was sitting there one day, one of the days that I was up there and I had a bunch of stuff and I'm like, God, if I could just use the table saw like this would just be so much faster. Like, and I'm looking, I'm looking at the band saw going, could do it on the band saw, but I don't really like band saws all that much. um, Except for cutting curves and stuff. And I'm looking at it. I'm looking and I'm like, screw it. I'm doing it on the table saw. That's it. I'm just doing it on the table saw. Mm-hmm. And I'm using it like, I'm going to cut my fingers off the whole time. I'm like, I'm going to cut my fingers. I'm going to cut my fingers off. And I made that first cut and I'm like, ah, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's nice. Yeah.
0: And I saw you looking at me from across the room and you're like, yeah, not me. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, I'm I'm comfortable. But like, yeah, if, if there's another way to do it, I will do it. Another way the
0: second choice is the first choice.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and And it's. It's one of those, t- well, all tools, all power tools. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's another good point. You know, if mm-hmm. you're not comfortable with it, then mm-hmm. don't do it, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's just because if you're not comfortable, that's when you're going to get hurt. Uh,
0: that you is know, I, every time I, you I get hurt. I,
1: I, I don't even want to say I'm not comfortable. I, I have a very, very, very healthy respect. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so. You know, it's like if I have to pet a lion, I will. <laughs> but right. if I don't have to, I'd much I'll rather.
0: Stay over here I'd much that. rather stand behind that bush over there and just look yeah, at the lion. Exactly. That's much better. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because I had a um, I had a table saw. It's not an accident. I didn't hurt myself. But I had when I first got my table saw, I I ran down. To, I had an idea. I just had this crazy idea, and this was when my shop was in my basement. And I ran down to the basement. I grabbed a piece of purple heart. And I put on the saw, and I really wasn't really concentrating. I was just like, I have this idea, and I want to try to do it on the table saw real quick and see if it works. And actually, my gripper um, has where the saw just grabbed it. So I put the piece through. It must have shifted against the fence in some way when it was over the blade. And as soon as it shifted, the blade grabbed the piece of Purple Heart. Threw it back at me at a speed that it, it went back at me so fast that I didn't even see it go where it went. Like, turns out it hit the wall and blew apart. That's how hard the this, this saw threw it back. My gripper just got obliterated on one end, just it blew that apart. And I remember shutting it off, putting everything down on the table saw and going upstairs. I'm like, I'm done for t- I'm not touching this thing ever again. And I didn't touch that table saw for like two months. And I was talking mm-hmm. to Bruce Ulrich one day, and he's like, Hey, you had, you had one of those moments, just get back on it. Like you, you you can't be afraid to use the most important tool in your shop. You have to just get back to it. And little by little, I just got more confident and more comfortable. But the way I did it was I took a lot more time setting up and Mm -hmm. pushing, like pushing stuff up to the blade and seeing how much I was cutting rather than just winging it. I wasn't winging it anymore. That was never going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And even like seeing how well something would move as I got closer to the blade, like, oh, I'm going to need more leverage on this end. Just give it a little lift or all that stuff made me more comfortable. But, man, it took me a long time before I even touched it after that kickback because it just takes one. You know, I mean, you got it. You had a kickback. You had had a kickback from your drum sander, the one that hit you that day that you and I were in your shop a couple of months ago.
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, and that's a light that's a small one i had a dual a five horse dual drum sander and that thing took a two and a half inch 24 by 24 walnut cutting board and just blew it apart and i was in the basement still then um yeah and i've and i've taken two shots to the gut one to the hip and one to the probably kidney or whatever this is liver um (laughs) From this saw, and it, and I think that's a. It's more of a healthy respect than a fear. I'm not afraid yeah. of it. You're
0: yeah, not, it,
1: but it's if I'm going to make a cut. You're exactly right. I set my j and my grippers. Mm-hmm. I set the fence. I set everything. Make sure I know what I'm cutting. Um,
0: because confidence I comes from to... knowledge, right? It doesn't come yeah. from it doesn't come from just being brave and stupid. It comes from oh, yeah no, no. comes from no. knowing what's what the knowing what can go wrong. No. And and mitigating it as best. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, old Al with old Al number nine. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's I even that I even that up a little bit.
0: (laughs) My dad not on a table saw. But you know what's funny? So we talk about all the tools that were not scared, that were, you know, nervous. everybody, I think everybody to some extent, whether they admit it or not, is nervous around a table saw. Table saws are very scared. Sure. Routers are terrifying. I don't care. I have multiple routers. I know how mm-hmm. to use all of them, and they terrify yeah. me. It's like walking yeah. around. David Paciuto, I, I never will forget this. When he said he was nervous with them, because it's like walking around with a lawnmower motor in your hand. I'm like, yeah. I never thought of that, but I have a three-horsepower yeah, yeah. DeWalt router. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But my dad cut his thumb off with a with a drill press. So it's like, okay, no one is scared of the drill press, right? I mean, the drill press <laughs> is one of the most innocuous tools in the entire shop. Yeah. And my dad cut his thumb off with it. So it's like anything is possible. You know, yeah. Yeah. I always had the running joke that I never cut myself on anything sharp in my shop. But I ripped my hand open on a the corner of a vise. I ripped my hand open, you know reaching into something and catching it on aluminum. I ripped it on tool on taking materials out multiple times. I never cut it on a blade or anything spinning or moving. I only cut it on the stupidest things you could cut it on. So, you know, the healthy respect, you know, you're casual around those things. And, you know, my dad was he readily admit till the day he died, he readily admitted that he was just way too casual with that drill press. And he put his thumb in a stupid spot. The material shifted and it grabbed and just cut his thumb right off. And it's like, yeah, wow. I, uh,
1: I see videos and actually we're going to probably start seeing them again. Um, I, I get freaked out every time I see, you know, guys and girls that are working in like shed shops or basement mm-hmm. shops or garage, unheated garages, you know, and I, you see them, they're pushing that board through the table saw with their unbuttoned flannel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, right here on their wrist. And I'm like, oh, my God, that blade grabs that flannel. You're going to lose a hand before you even realize what happened.
0: You or they're know? working on a lathe or a drill press yep. or a saw with yep. gloves. Like, yeah. what is yep. wrong with you? You never yeah. wear gloves on a machine. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of guys and I, you know, I'm not trying to judge anybody. You know, I know you love your wives, but people wear wear their goddamn wedding rings while they're yeah. working on. Like, no, don't wear a wedding yeah. ring while you're working on these tools because you will get. Glo- exactly. And that's exactly what you should have a silicone. For those of you that are listening, Al has a silicone wedding ring. Um, yeah. And, and, I, and exactly... I go through
1: four or five of them a year.
0: <laughs> yeah. And just think about it. Every time you rip one, that would have mm-hmm. been a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. Yeah, my I, dad. I, I, my I'm dad always warned problem. me, like, when I, when I would be anywhere near tools, he would, like, take your, take your wedding ring off. I'm like, yeah. what are the chances something can happen? Because you have no idea what can happen if it grabs that wedding ring. Because it's not going to cut act- through it initially; it's going to grab it first.
1: Yeah, and I, and actually, the reason I actually started wearing silicone rings is I was working on a a truck with a utility bed, you mm-hmm. know, the, like a like a plumber's truck kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it had a ladder rack. And I grabbed the ladder rack and swung. I was in the bed of the truck. I grabbed the ladder rack and went to jump down, and my ring hooked on the ladder rack, oh. and I was on my tippy toes, were touching the ground, and I was stuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah bruised i thought it it pulled tendons and like it didn't pop my finger off but that's called getting gloved
0: yeah well so i was actually explained i actually explained that to kathy the other day we were talking about you know because i saw somebody we were watching a video and somebody was wearing uh was using their bare hands and standing on the lathe and she goes why why doesn't that seem dangerous to use your bare hands to do that i was like no that's exactly what you do I said, because if yeah. you don't, you get gloved. And, you know, the, the literal definition is gloved. You literally, it just takes all the skin off your hand and you literally stand in yeah. there like a horror movie. you know, Yeah, with was, a bone. <laughs> yeah, just literally just bone and muscle. And, and I'm sorry if we're being gross, but it's just like it's one of those things that, we, that I think about all the time. Even yeah. little tools like I work with, I have um, a die grinder, um, a pendant grinder in my craft room now. And there have been a couple of times where I slipped my finger down the shaft of it just a little too much to where I caught the teeth on the chuck and uh-huh. it just ripped open my finger. Like, and that's just the chuck. Like, yeah. it's not... Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> doing that anymore. I've got... I got, I got, I got all ten, and they're all complete. And I kind of want to keep the set, you know. I made yeah, it forty-seven yeah. years so far. I kind of want to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I got nine and three quarters.
0: <laughs> nine and three quarters. That's like um, Emmett, that's Emmett's father-in-law's shop. Um, he has the nine and three-quarter workshop um, Is projects it nine by and three quarter or nine and a half? Is it nine and a half? Or nine. See now, I'm, now I'm going to go look at my video. Um, because I can't I can't leave well enough alone and get someone oh, with sorry. OCD. Uh hold on, let's make sure we get this right. Um oh I'm not gonna be able to find the video, it's gonna be too far down yeah, my feed. Emmett will definitely comment at some point and tell me what the right number
1: is. We can hit it you can hit it in the edit. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, I'm not even hitting it in the edit anymore. It's like if I if I put nine point something, people would be like, good enough. That's good enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, but yeah, I, you know, I want, I, I love talking about, I love talking about the production aspect of what we did because it really was, you know, seeing it come together and then seeing you doing the stories from the Basilica and just like, yeah. wow, we did that. We freaking yeah. did that. You it's, know, we were loading it out. We were loading out bins into your truck to bring it over there that Saturday or that Friday. Yeah. And, you know, we're just loading it and loading it, loading it. And I'm like, my God. Like we did all this. Like I didn't even realize You don't realize how much it is till you got to move it. (laughs) It's like,
1: Oh, there's a lot here. And it's really an interesting process. I mean, we should, I probably should have said this earlier. Like you spend like doing step one, the shop turns into a, a, you know, squaring, planing strip, making Mm -hmm. strips, you know, and then that all gets cleaned up Mm -hmm. and then you like cardboard everywhere and get, I have a trash can full of clamps, you know, mm-hmm. and then you start aligning, you start, this is where the creativity, you know, Oh, this would look good with a purple heart strip here yeah. or whatever. And then you glue everything up and then you clean the entire shop up. And then the next step is to clean the board, square the boards, sand the boards, and then you clean the shop up. You know, it's like, it's like a new function for every step in the process. Mm-hmm.
0: And the shop, the yeah. shop is basically a chameleon while you're doing it. Which is kind yeah. of cool. Like there was one day, there was one day where we were putting finish on all the boards, and every oh. every horizontal surface in the shop had boards that had just been finished on them. Yeah, some yeah. some counters, had more than the... uh, more than others.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The CNC was covered. The table saw was covered. The counter was covered. We had saw horses out front with mm-hmm. uh, wall pop going
0: folding <laughs> tables that we brought in covered with. And the other thing, you know, the other thing you don't think about, right? So Al had on the last day that we were really doing like the last minute, like just knock this together, put feet on these engrave logos on these. And then we have to get them in bins and get them over there. Um, That last day, one of his one of his other employees was helping out and all the stuff that you had to tell him. And he's not just just for the record. There's nothing wrong with him. He's not like dumb, but he doesn't know. And it's like, all the stuff that you have to think of to tell him, like, don't let these rub together. Don't let these knock together because they're going to put dents in the board and that's going to create a problem. And it's like, I just do that. Like, you know, in my head, I know that you have to be really careful about laying stuff on top. You know, if you lay it down, you're going to lay it straight down and leave it flat. But somebody that doesn't do this doesn't know that. And that's when you start to realize, like, wow, we've learned a lot over the years, (laughs) like stuff that we don't think about and yeah. it's, sometimes you forget to tell new people like when i when he was um putting finish on that last coat of finish on a lot of them before i was putting feet on i actually went back to him i was like hey if you see like see this spot right here that needs a little yeah. extra attention from the oil because yeah. it didn't it yeah. kind of soaked in there and he's like oh okay cool yeah i'll take care of that and you know but yeah yeah i just do that naturally i instinctively grab right. the rag and right. brush it i was like oh yeah we can cover that up nice but right
1: right He's, he works in the landscape side of the house, not mm-hmm. the woodworking.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to learn the basics of woodworking. This is way outside right. of what he's paid to do. But, you know, it's, you know, young man with a strong back and a lot of bins to move. He was there on the day that we loaded everything.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. <laughs>
0: but no, man, it was, it was so much fun. And, you know, I, I, I had a different feeling about my life when we were working together, like it was just like, I loved doing that. It was, yeah, it was a great experience. And I know that it's probably not going to be something we're going to be able to do very often, but you know, if you get a big project, you know, you get a big project and you need, you know, reasonably skilled hands. I have reasonably skilled hands. I have two of them.
1: Well, and it, knowing that enables me to potentially take on more Mm -hmm. shows and stuff. Like we, we slowed, we used to do Five shows a year, sure. And now we do one. Right. Well, it's two. We do the Basilica twice. But ah, I'd like to get back into that. But I can't do it by myself anymore. You right.
0: Know? Well, it's a lot. Um, I mean, it, it was so, a lot for the. It yeah. was a
1: lot for the two of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so.
0: But it was. It was definitely it a lot of sucks. fun. Ron. I appreciate, it. and you know, I appreciate. It. I've said this a million times. And I want to make sure I say it publicly too. There have been many times, and we've I've talked about it on this show, where you have bailed my ass out there have been a lot of times where I have gotten in over my head with a project. It's like the only person that can help me right now is Al. You know, there, have been, <laughs> there was a couple of cutting boards where it was like, you didn't do a great job gluing those brother. Like they were crooked as hell. And, you know, take them, flatten them on Hannibal. And I go into Al. I'm like, yeah, this is about 30 second off. And you're like, this is like a 16th off. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, it's going to be a real thin board when we're done with it. I don't care. Just make it flat. But, um, you know, I have, I've, well, that, it's been great because you,
1: we want to be, I'm sorry.
0: No, cause you've helped me out so much and you, but you've also in helping me out, there have been a lot of things that you've taught me that I didn't know before. Like I have learned a ton working with you and yeah. you know, it's stuff that I have no other way to learn some of the stuff I've learned from you. You've been a really yeah. good teacher. You've kind of been like, like a mentor in a lot of the things that I don't know how to do.
1: And so it's I been, it's that. been
0: great. I have really, really loved yeah. You know, I love when we just hang out and shoot the shit in the shop. I loved working yeah. with you in like a, a real production environment we've done. That's the second big project that we've worked on together. And I was yeah. like, that was it's been fun, man. It's just I yeah. wish there was a way I wish there was a way that it could just be like the new normal because it was just yeah, it was yeah, awesome I like i enjoyed it so much and that's yeah. the fun part right like you go home from work and
1: well, there's nothing say- there's nothing saying we can't figure some shit out down the road Oops, sorry <laughs> no you can say Stuff you could say shit
0: on here now i've gotten tired of
1: editing that so shit's okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean... <laughs> And you know, and I appreciate that. And 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 while I'm I'm honored and glad that I was a I was a positive influence on you, you have got to know. And if you don't, I'll tell you that you know none of that stuff happened without your help. You know, um, so I appreciate that. I really, really do. And I and I love you more than anything for it. Oh, absolutely. Because I know. I know you're you're two and a half hours away from me, and I can literally not even pick up the phone. I could just text you and say, "Hey, I need," and you're like on the way. Do you want me to pick anything up? It's two letters. <laughs> need on waffles. The way. <laughs> <laughs> do you need waffles? Pizza crust? What do you need? Tell me. <laughs> yeah. But but stepping back and looking in from the outside, isn't that what we should all be doing anyway?
0: We should. <laughs> I agree right? with that. We I mean, should no,
1: really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. and that, and that kind of bums me out sometimes when I see people not even directly affected to or directly, uh, you know, in, in any circumstances that I'm in with them, but just to Mm -hmm. like see two people talk to each other and withhold, no, I'm not saying you should just give away all your life secrets. You know, you got to make a living. You got to have, you know, you have uh, intellectual properties, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that, but how to make a cut on a table saw or how to Yep. how to fix a, a, a cut or a tool path on a CNC, what the hell are you going to lose by helping somebody? Right.
0: Right. <laughs> and know? and if you think you're going to lose out on that, see, it's funny because, you know, this always goes back. And I always, whenever I talk about AI, these are the kind of people I talk about, right? The people that, you know, they think like, oh, people, we're going to get replaced by AI. Well, if the only skill that you have is you can do something I can't do, and it's not special or interesting, then yeah, you are going to get replaced by AI because AI can do a lot of the basic stuff. If you don't yeah. bring anything to the table other than a skill set, and I yeah. say that meaning a skill set is fine. You there are going to be yeah. people who are still going to need your skill set. But if I can get it from that's why Walmart and Amazon and all these, you know, even though they get everything from China now, they're booming because like yeah. I don't need I don't need a custom made this or a custom made that. I I just need the thing and if yeah. it's cheaper then it's cheaper. Those will get replaced. Those there's nothing you can do about that. But if you don't bring if you bring a relationship to the table, if you work with somebody and you give them exactly what they want and you personalize it the way they want and then when they open the box they see a nice well packaged item with a thank you card in it. You've already gone a long way in saying, oh, yeah, you could get this from a Chinese company that's going to give you a weird, you know, you could get a, for example, in one of my pet peeves, you could get booze boards, right? Booze boards are everywhere. Everyone has them. Every cooking show, every, you know, MasterChef in Hell's Kitchen, they both use booze boards and you see them on Food Network all the time, right? You could go buy those. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, basically, you could go get those, but I can give you the exact board you want. And I'm going to make it your board and you're not going to find 14,000 other ones like it, you know? Yeah. And I think that That, that's what we bring to the table that mm -hmm. you don't get replaced.
1: Yeah. That service is, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it be in relationship, in quality, in communication or whatever, my best man (laughs) in my wedding, uh, was a real, is my, is a dear friend out in Kansas. I lived out in Kansas for a few years. Um, and he works and still works actually he might be retired now for one of the largest caterpillar equipment dealers in the midwest mm-hmm. and i was i used to be in construction had my own skid steers dump trucks excavator you know all that stuff and uh i started buying cat equipment which is pretty much premium stuff it's yeah. they're really proud of their there's only one company prouder and they're green <laughs> <laughs> yeah (laughs) of their stuff yeah um but i got out here i brought i brought equipment back from kansas to here back Mm -hmm. home here to new york and started to need you know i started needing parts and needed to get things replaced and there's caterpillar dealers here but didn't have a good relationship with the service department Mm. that's all i'm gonna say there (laughs) fair enough so i so I call Rodney out in Kansas and I'm like, what am I going to do? And he goes, well, he goes, trade the, trade it in and buy a, you know, buy a Bobcat or something. You got a Bobcat dealer, you know, right here close. And I'm like, I don't want that. I want a cat. And he goes, listen, he goes, at the end of the day, there are some quality differences and, you know, everybody will argue Ford, Chevy, Dodge, whatever. But at the end of the day, they're all pickup trucks or they're mm-hmm. all skid steers. The most important thing is your relationship and support for that equipment. Sure. he goes. I don't care if it breaks down every day, as long as the company will back it up and fix it. Mm-hmm. He goes. That's more important than having the nice shiny whatever and having no service, right? You know, or no support, just being left out after the sale. You know, yeah, they That's kind of what we, you know, we're. I'm not the only guy with a CNC and a laser and a table saw, right? You, you know, so like to your point. I'm the guy, you'll have a better relationship with me <laughs> than a per, a full production shop or whatever who just wants to cut your shit and get you out the door. Sure. And, and that's, and, and I out. hate to
0: say it, I hate to say it, but that's, that's even a lot of the woodworkers that are, you know, in business, the business of woodworking, mm-hmm. that is a lot of them. They really do yeah, just yeah. want to kind of sell you a thing and be done with you. And they'll talk about, they'll talk about yeah. it in terms of, you know, your margins, right? Oh, well, your margins mm-hmm. are better if you get rid of a customer quickly. Well, yeah, they are. But if you get sure. rid of a customer quickly, they know they've got they've been gotten rid of quickly. Like customers yeah. are not stupid; well, well, they a, know. This isn't a
1: pat. I'm sorry. I keep. No,
0: guys, go. You're fine.
1: <laughs> this isn't this isn't a pat myself on the back thing, but it's going to come off that way. One of the things I offer, just verbally, mm-hmm. at any and you come to my shop and buy a cutting board, or you buy a cutting board. This is about cutting boards, obviously, uh, at a show. Is if you're in the area and you're because inevitably somebody would be like these are so beautiful they're going to get scarred up with a knife is Mm -hmm. that right i'm like yeah they're going to get all scratched up and they're like oh my god!" i'm like no that's what they're built for and i said listen if you're close or if you come back to visit family take my card give me a call bring me the board i'll run it through the sander and i'll re-oil it for you no Mm -hmm. charge uh over six seven years i've probably had four people sure come come by and say, Hey, you told me, you remember, is there going to be, you know, I, I'll pay you. I'm like, no, 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 no. Come on in. You know? And, but I've had 20 or 30 people say, Oh yeah, he'll, he'll re-sand this thing two years later. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So the, it's, the concept is out there. The relationship is out there. And in essence, I've only had to do it four four or five times. Yeah. And, and, and what did it take me? I made $150 on the board and three years later, I put another 15 minutes in it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you, be... but what you did do is you got a customer who, if anyone ever says, where can I get a nice cutting board like yours? They're like, oh, Al sells yeah. those. Go get them now. Yeah, yeah. Al. Al's the
1: guy. And of the four or five that came back, three came back to get their boards resanded and bought another board while they were here.
0: <laughs> that's what people yeah. don't understand, because it's not just about building the relationship with that customer, it's about giving yeah. that customer the confidence that if they tell someone yeah. else about what you do, yeah,
1: absolutely,
0: that, um, that they'll actually come back to you. And that's one of the things, you know, obviously my biggest thing over the last couple of years, were two things, it was acrylic and cutting boards. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I did acrylic for somebody, I made damn sure they got it as quickly as I was able to get it to them. And when mm-hmm. I did a cutting board, it was exactly what they wanted, and I sent them progress pictures as I was working. Do I have to send anyone a progress picture? Are they going to come back and go, "I don't like that"? Can you start over? No, they're going to just, you know, whatever. But they like seeing their board is being worked on. Like, oh, look at yeah. the progress. Yeah. Oh, it's done. All right. When are you shipping? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're shipping yeah. it tomorrow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's what we do. That's that's yeah. you know, when people talk that's about what shopping,
1: differentiates us. Yes. From the other.
0: Because that's all we have. I can't produce 2,000 boards in a month like bees boards can because I'm not, you know, I'm not using booze, bees, bees boards. Actually, there's nothing wrong with bees boards. They follow me on Instagram. Sorry. Um, Booze (laughs) boards. um, Yeah. Basically, yeah. Your boards can be made in China by slave labor for pennies on the dollar out of substandard materials and maybe glue that might hold up, might not, who knows. Mm. And yeah, your boards are going to be amazing and everyone's going to look at them. And for 20 minutes, they're going to be incredible. And then when you ever, a, when you, a year later, need them refinished, you're going to still bring them to me
1: because they won't do it. Right. 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 And it's not Actually, my, I've refinished another person's board.
0: Yep. I've, I totally have. I've re I've re sanded and re oiled the board, yep. multiple boards that I didn't make. And I yeah. don't care. I charged for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I'm a small businessman. I'm not, hey, I'm not a charity. That's right. And, and yeah. you know, You can give away a lot. You have a lot of wiggle room to give stuff away. But, you know, I think the one important thing is give away the right things, like telling someone they can bring a board back in two years and just get it sanded and re-oiled. That's not a big deal, you know, but if they say I need this resized, well, okay, that's going to cost you a little bit. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not a charity. I don't give that stuff away, but.
1: Sure, sure. And nobody 100%.
0: really cares. They just want to know that they're not getting robbed. Most people don't There's care. There's
1: a huge difference between being nice, being professional, and being a pushover. <laughs> exactly.
0: Nobody, nobody minds paying. People don't like being robbed. If you're not robbing right. them, they're going to be fine with what you're doing. Exactly, exactly. Can you believe it? We've been talking an hour seven already. I think it's... Um, I
1: know, and you're about to transition into something that you can't live without or something.
0: Oh, yeah. Something, something that... Well, I could live without it, but it would be a much much, much, much less extravagant life than the incredibly extravagant life I live. Um, so, you know, thank you to the people who pay for my yacht. And those people include, oh, look at this, the top name, best man Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, um, Scott oram from Dad It Yourself DIY, Ed Swanson of Ed's Clocks and more, Nick Birchtold of Birchtold Design Build, Ross Cave, tory Decker from Tory Did It, Jake Drews of Make with Jake, Megan Chris from Onyx Designs Woodwork. Christian Neary of Warrenworks, Ken Madden of Mad K Studios, David Wood of DW Woodbuilds, Dean Duplantis, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Kim and Garrett from Kim and Garrett Make It, Rory Langefeld from RLO Woodworks and DIY, Robert J. Keller, Brian Arsenault, The Seven Hills Maker, Dave Bauer of Dave Bauer Art, Donald LeBlanc of Fun with Woodworking, Miguel Ángel Vilela, who complimented me on my pronunciation of his name because I'm the first non-Spanish person who nailed his name on the first try. So thank you, Miguel. Um, Darkest Web Designs, Jeremy Spice, Grant Alexander from the Clamp Podcast, Brad Harrison of Brad's Customs, Billy Poulton of Poulton Projects, Eric Peterson of Overall Makerworks, and Earl Van Alstein. Um Without you guys, I couldn't do this show and I don't know that I'd actually want to. So I really appreciate the continued support of this little effort that I put in every month. So thank you so much for that. Also, um Ken Madden, Mad K Studios, he's available he's on Instagram as madkstudios.com, M-A-D-D-K Studios. Um, just look him up. He's there. Look up Ken Madden. Look up Mad K Studios. He has a book out that is unbelievable. He did um Inktober this year. He's done it every year for a couple of years since they told him about it. And he is an incredible, incredible artist. And he sent me one of the copies of his book. And in fact, I do have it, but it's under stuff. It's going to make a lot of noise if I take it out. But um, my desk is a bit of a disaster and I clean it just so I can do this podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, check out the book. His artwork is incredible and you'd be supporting, again, you'd be supporting a small business. His art is great. And he was suggested and he's not wrong. You could use a lot of the pictures as an adult coloring book. So definitely want to check that stuff out. His ink work is just it's incredible. Um, and you definitely gonna want to check that book out because, um, hey, I got one.
1: <laughs> my uh, before, as you're closing out, my grandfather used to tell us kids all the time growing up. I grew up on a dairy farm, so mm-hmm. lots of dirt and stuff. And my grandfather always used to tell us, always try to surround yourself with good people because you'll get good on you. And if you surround yourself with shitty people, well, that's on you.
0: <laughs> yeah i've i've i'm continually amazed i've said it a lot of times i'll say it again i'm continually amazed at the caliber of people that have found their way into my life and i am blessed in every possible way that i could be blessed with the people that have found their way into my life especially in the last couple of years um for mm-hmm. the most part for the most part there's been a lot of turnover as far as the people that i consider in my life and the people that aren't And Mm -hmm. the people that are in my life right now are by far the highest caliber humans that I've ever had in my life. And it makes me super happy every day to know that I have people that have my back. And to the extent that I'm able, I will always have everyone else's back. So, and if I can't, it's not because I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But big Al Schultz, or should I say best man, Al Schultz? um, What can we, uh, where can we find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on the internet at newyorkwoodworks.com York mm-hmm. It's a website. Uh, on Instagram, it is also New York Woodworks. And on the uh, on the Facebooks, it is uh, surprisingly, also New York Woodworks.
0: Branding's tight, and man. It. Branding's tight.
1: W-O-R-X. Yes,
0: with an X. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's definitely the, the X is important. It's it's bigger than all the other letters, so it's very important. <laughs> <laughs> but and also the website. I hear the guy that made your website is really, really hot. So if you want to see a really hot website developed by a really hot guy.
1: He's a freaking smoke show, buddy. I'm, Let me t- tell I'm you. telling
0: you. I mean, I, I would I would totally have <laughs> sex with him. Um,
1: oh, my God.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> for those of you that
0: don't get the joke, I made the website. I'm not being creepy. Um,
1: but well you are kind
0: of a little but is it creepy if it's yourself i mean that's technically not creepy.
1: uh, Uh. if it's public i think it gets creepy
0: (laughs) (laughs) if you can be arrested for it then it's creepy got it good rule of thumb good
1: rule of thumb see
0: we give very important life advice on this podcast but um thank you very much al for joining me i know it's um middle of the day on a tuesday which is kind of cool but you know what it's it's always yeah. fun to chat with you. And since I'm not going to be in your shop this week, I figured, well, let's get them on the podcast then, because I have to get right, my, right. my 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 regular dose of Al. So thank you very you much go, for buddy. popping
1: by. I appreciate uh, it. Thank you for having me on. And uh, give me a call anytime. I'm a laptop away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a laptop away. That's that's a good way to think of it. And I hope you guys are just a laptop away or an iPod. An iPod. Where the hell did that come from? Who has iPods anymore? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Zooms. Right? Yeah, he gets your zoom out. Anybody did anyone have your diamond Rio? And if you know what a diamond Rio is, you really are my age. But um thank you so much for joining. I really do appreciate it. There will be a show. There will be shows all the way up till around Christmas. And then obviously, you know, I have a lot of family obligations because you know I have a family now. Um, so I have a lot of family obligations that are going to occur. So they're probably going to be the last week of December, probably like the first week of January. There won't be any shows, but we'll figure something out. Even if I replay a couple of my favorite episodes, but one way or the other, there will be shows until at least Christmas. And I hope you'll join me for those um, until then. Have a great week, everybody. And I will chat with you then.